What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. Welcome to episode number 146 of Indian Markets with KR and uh as always make sure that you're listening to this episode and the rest of the episodes if you choose to listen to them at a speed you are comfortable at whether it's 1.5x or 1x or even 2x which is actually what i prefer uh regardless of that make sure you're, make sure you're comfortable with that make sure that it is not too slow because if it is then you will fall asleep it's 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 almost like a guarantee because um it's you know these these uh these topics are not the most engaging ones at times even though i try my best to make uh them engaging so you know it's it's not possible all the time so uh with that out of the way let's get started into analyzing what people are calling the worst trading day in capital market history okay so coming to our trusty old fidi data and exchange wide snapshot we've got a market cap which is significantly lower than what we saw yesterday yesterday it was around 27 half or so today it is 26 half uh, again it's 26 followed by like nine zeros which is why i just say 26 and 26 nine zeros in lakhs so it's a massive amount which is why i just say the first uh, four digits it's 2656 right now so uh, yesterday it was around 2756 or something around that so clearly a massive fall from there and uh, you know nifty is down 8.3% so obviously it's it's definitely going to be uh, a big a big fall and as far as the ad ratio is concerned it is a measly 0.08 and uh, it's it's very weird to see a ratio this uh, this low just 142 advances 1835 declines and just 81 uh, unchanged so you know the declines were were very very strong obviously interestingly on the fidi's front we are right where we were uh, last week and yesterday and such minus 3475 crore net selling for the fi's net buying of 3918 crore for the di's so once again the di's were uh, buyers once again the fi's were sellers I really don't know what is happening but um interestingly this is what we are seeing as far as uh, you know the 52 week highs and lows are concerned we've got five highs and 898 lows so quite a strong um you know low thing there uh, ruchi soya is in fact the only security above 20 rupees which is at its high gk wire is also there my bad and the other one is uti's uh, gold mf apart from that all uh, none of them were in the highs in the lows of course we've got our standard abb adani ports adani gas adani power uh, ajmer realty and ambuja cement just just a whole host of stocks um a total of again 898 to be precise so clearly not really a good sign as far as the bulk deals are concerned uh, we're looking at ibel housing finance one more time 
here being done by some capital research firms uh, bought and sold again it's it's probably just a trading thing that's happening here um, to the tune of uh, quite quite a huge amount here and uh, we're also looking at just dial interestingly first time i've seen it here uh, tata motors dvr so that's deferred voting rights in case you are wondering from Tata Sons Private so Marwadi Enterprise have sold their DVRs and Tata Sons Private Limited have bought those DVRs and then some looks like. Tata Sons Private Limited has also bought Tata Power and Tata Steel's uh, stakes today. So those are the pretty massive bulk deals which are happening. I'm assuming they are also buying it at the dip, so to say. And I try to do a special uh, segment or a special episode or something on buying the dip. What my opinion on that is like an extension to what I had spoken yesterday because I feel it's very relevant right now, more relevant than it has ever been in the past. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, as far as the short sellers are concerned, we're just looking at the same list here. Sipla, IOC, M&M, Page India, Ramco, Cement, Titan. So that's it. Block deals again, same what we saw yesterday. So no interesting things there. And uh, that, that pretty much sums it up as far as the market-wide snapshot is concerned. But I tend to give my observations here as well. And if I'm being honest, this was quite possibly, um, you know, the trading session where the opportunity cost for me or the amount that I left on the table, the potential profits that I had uh, was the highest. I know potential profits are very, uh, very weird term because on paper every single trader is a billionaire because uh, you know the trade that we all miss is the trade that was the best uh, it it always happens not just with me i'm sure it happens with you as well but uh, today literally just a few seconds and uh, the outcome for me would have been much different so it's safe to say that this was definitely a very big important and uh, uh, sort of expensive uh, you know learning day for me so my lesson for the day is once again, uh, not the lesson for the day, but the observation for the day is just how crazy the option prices were moving once again. As I've been saying since the past two weeks now, the option prices have been extremely bad. They've been moving very independently compared to the underlying. And what I mean by that is if Nifty goes up and you are in a call, you'll see some initial profit but the moment the next candle comes in and uh, the moment uh, you know it's it's uh, it's it's a downwards candle it's a red candle you will be kicked out in terms of your uh, you know call your your call price will go down and uh, unless we unless you see like a proper positive move on nifty you will possibly just stay around break even because this is literally what i saw ye uh, yesterday and today and it's, it's kind of sad that uh, the option prices are moving this way. But uh, again, that's just how the market works, especially when VIX is at 36. Again, I think this is VIX's all-time high also. Uh, VIX is at 41.16, which is just an obscene number. Um, I remember VIX when it was at like 18 and such, and people were saying that oh, volatility is quite high. Then what do you say now? It's at 42 almost. In fact, the high was 42.3275. So quite, quite a big difference here. And uh, that shows in terms of the option prices, in terms of just how volatile things were. It really does show. And, you know, I'll come to this in the indices, but I'll just give you a hint of it. The prices of the indices, when they move, they will move 
like there is just no stopping it but when they are you know in the middle when they are indecisive you will see a movement of a few paces at most and that is the most unnerving thing because you're in a certain position a certain indicator has given you a certain uh, indication uh, but you know the, the price are just not moving you know either the price moves in your direction your view is confirmed you feel happy and then you accept the profits or your view is not confirmed your view is rejected the price moves against you and you accept the losses those are literally the only two outcomes that one would have thought but today i experienced what what is in my opinion the worst outcome there is that is the price is just not moving anywhere and when you finally think that okay i think uh, this was a wrong call and you switch positions your view gets confirmed so that's a sneak peek of what happened with me now let's move to the analysis okay so this is the first time since i think 2018 where nifty has closed below uh, 9600 it's at 9590 right now down 868 points or 8.3 percent it's a massive uh, massive you know down uh, move obviously and as per what i saw online i think the indian indices were the worst of uh today in fact i was just looking at uh, that live ticker thing that's there and sensex is at 32000 i remember it being at 40 42k uh, not too long ago so it's clearly tumbled quite a lot from there as well and that's the case with every index right now Lit- literally regardless of uh you know which country we're looking at every single thing is down in the ditch so uh it's a very it's a very weird time again all that combined pessimism coming in and that's what we're seeing right now again from mid 10k levels to now mid 9k levels uh we're seeing this happen and all 50 declines for nifty obviously today so really not uh, the best day for nifty but again that is uh, that is kind of to be expected let's be honest and as far as bank nifty is concerned it's at 23971 down 2500 points and it's 9.5% if you want it in percent so that's also pretty pretty massive uh, and it's i think the worst move that i've seen since quite a long time and uh, apparently the pace at which things have fallen down is uh, is is has never happened uh, and what what i from what i saw on according news reports and such uh, this has been the worst trading day in terms of the bearish moves in capital market history and worldwide according to steve burns i think he had tweeted this out that you know obviously in 2008 i was not there i was 10 years old but in 2008 the kind of uh, you know fall that we saw this one is just far far more steeper than that one and apparently the most comparable time to that is 1929 or so if i remember correctly from that tweet so that is also a very uh, you know a very steep fall clearly and not a very good sign uh, for the markets again this is all paranoia and uh, i'm sure that it's it's to some level justified because up until now people were not sure if uh, how badly india will be affected but now that india has has shown some very confirmed cases of sorts 
uh, two cases confirmed in Mumbai, like 73, uh, I think, is the total for India right now. Things do get a little bit panicky, and that is why it's sort of understandable. I'm looking at Nifty's chart right now, and it's literally within a matter of, uh, well, let's let's just see. I'll, I'll give you the exact date. From 24th Feb to 9th March. So we were at 12,000, uh, literally 12,000 exact level to 9,500 in in well that's two weeks or so right so quite a quite a quite a rough two weeks it's been but uh, again this is this is something which every single index on in the world has experienced uh, it's it's very standard if if you ask me because it's you know it's it's very it's very natural for people to really panic and uh, a sell off to happen plus you know because of the fact that india has also sort of like closed its borders pretty much uh, you know, in a way to sort of lock down everything. So many events have been cancelled and that definitely does have a massive impact on the economy, on, you know, certain fundamentals such as companies which organize those events, companies which have some sort of stake in those events, they will obviously have a lot, uh, you know, a lot of economic loss uh, because of this. So it's very understandable that way. And... Again, that panic is always going to be there. So, in fact, when the Mumbai cases were confirmed, I could literally see the market going down, lit literally crashing uh, in front of my eyes, like literally the second after the, after I saw that tweet. And that was also pretty crazy to see because this is something that I've never seen before. I'm sure a lot of you have never seen before. In fact, most of you have never seen before because this, this has happened uh, just a handful of times in the history of the capital markets. So it's it's a good learning experience if you take it that way. And uh, I feel that is that is how we should be taking it. And if you're wondering again, should you buy the dip or not? This is not the time to really buy the dip because it's not a dip yet. It hasn't really risen. It hasn't really formed a trough to be considered a dip in my opinion. So it's better to just wait for a bit to see where it goes and then decide um, on the looks of it on Nifty's chart. If 9500 isn't respected, then the next very major support I'm looking at is right around 9100 to 9000 or so. So it's 500 points, sure. But if things really do not go well, then that is where we should be looking at right now. After that, uh, after that, well, we're looking at 8600 or so so it's a very na massive range 900 point range i'm giving you but that is just how the markets are placed on the plus side i really don't know which resistance will uh, you know will will act as resistances tomorrow if the market does go up but uh, you know we can be certainly sure that it it will more more so be dependent on the sentiment and on the mood of the investors and of the traders than uh, you know than just uh, you know just 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 the price and uh, resistance and support levels sorry if I'm fumbling I'm actually trying to open up the chart uh, better so that is the reason for that and yeah I mean that's what we're seeing with nifty the the entire point of uh, talking about charts and such levels and all those things becomes kind of uh, you know moot when we talk about moves like this and that's why there really isn't a lot to talk pretty much since two weeks because things are just moving the way they want to and that's my take on that as far as bank nifty is concerned very similar 
uh, all banks in the red of course so not a lot to talk about that either and uh, yeah I mean let's move to my trades okay so I took a few trades today and uh, they were a mix of calls and puts so I started off with a 10,000 put and I exited it with with a minor loss I believe and then I moved to a 9,900 call and then I just sort of rolled between the strikes like that. So the massive move that I missed out on was the 9,900 put because had I held on to it, I would have gained, uh, well, clearly like at least 400 points uh, or so. And it was just one lot, but that one lot would have given me an obscene amount of return. Uh, unfortunately, I exited it too quickly. I thought that it was not moving in my direction and it was just, as I said, you know, the the prices of the options were moving very independently when compared to the underlying. So what I saw in the option prices was that it's, it's just not going to go up, which is why I decided to exit and cut my losses quickly because during markets like these, if you see a sudden move this way or that, your PNL is going to reflect that sudden move clearly. So... I wanted to cut my loss and as a result, literally 10 seconds after I exited that position, the markets just cracked and again, it's it's all ifs and buts, but had I held on to that, had I held on to that would have been, I think, my best trading day so far, uh, but that, that just makes it my most, uh, you know, most important learning trading session so far. So it's all good. Tomorrow's always there. But that's what I saw. And uh, after that, you know, I tried I tried a few more times to recover the losses. Some of them were successful. Some of them were not so successful. Again, those option prices moving independently really screwed me over big time. Add to that some of the orders as a result of the massive volumes that we would have possibly be seeing today and the volatility. Zerotha's server tends to be a little bit slower. So the price at which I would intend to buy at would be at times 10 rupees lower than the price at which the trade would actually get executed and I can't really put a limit price because if you put a limit price then the move might already go like literally that second so that's why a few issues really uh, you know really prevented me uh, so to say from uh, you know even recovering that loss but overall in terms of PNL it was very similar to what I saw yesterday so those are my trades and uh, yeah, let's move to the lessons. I really don't know what kind of a lesson to really say here, except for that shit happens because today, literally every single trade that I'd taken would have, uh, you know, would have been perfect according to the kind of setup that I follow, according to the risk management that I follow. But clearly the kind of day that we saw was was just not meant for my kind of, uh, you know, trading. And that is why uh, things just did not work out, right? Because sometimes you might do every single thing perfectly according to your setup, according to your risk, but it will still end up in the red. And that's just a part of the game uh, as, I've, as I've sort of learned to accept. And uh, yeah, I mean that that just happens. So it's it's very weird to say this is the lesson for the day or that is the lesson for the day, because these past two three weeks have just taught me so much in in terms of you know insight and 
practical perspective rather than theoretical learning it's very hard to put this into words but if if you've been trading these past few weeks i am pretty sure that any other kind of market in the future whatever happens it will it will be a breeze compared to what we've seen so in that sense these few weeks have been perfect because they sort of equip you so well for you know relatively normal markets that it becomes dare i say easier so that is that's a very weird lesson to say but it really is the lesson for the day because today i could not take any pnl i could not take any profits but i have taken a lot in terms of learnings in terms of patience because today in fact yesterday and today my emotions were really up there and that should not have been the case but uh, it's it's i feel to some degree it's very natural to feel these emotions especially when we you know see days like these so it's it's a very mixed feeling for me and uh, yeah that's a lesson for the day it's very weird it's it's tough to put it into words but then again the kind of market that we saw today is very tough to put into words so i apologize if this episode wasn't as uh, as as you know as insightful and informative as i hope to make it normally but uh, it's you know this this day was just that random so it was purely driven by sentiments alone and uh, that's what we saw so again i hope you found this uh, helpful even in the least bit and uh, tomorrow is a friday of course so the option prices might just be weirder than they normally are and uh, happy trading tomorrow see you in the next